Hello there and thank you for joining us for another Nice Talks podcast which is on dementia, the effects of dementia and what are the early warning signs and how it should be diagnosed. It's estimated that there are 850,000 people dementia in the UK and the effects can be quite distressing not just for the patient but also friends, family members and loved ones who are concerned for their well-being. Our first guest on the podcast today is Dr Hilda Hayo who's the Chief Admiral Nurse and CEO of Dementia UK. What are the early warning signs which people should be looking out for? The types of things to look out for are difficulties with concentration and a change in the way they normally do things. So, for instance, they might have a difficulty with driving, they might have a difficulty with reading, they might have a difficulty doing things around the home or cooking. And the families might notice these changes or the individual might notice the changes. Some people might show difficulty with working memory or short-term memory as some people call it. Usually that's to do with the concentration and the inability to lay down new memories. Some people might have no memory problems at all but might show changes in their personality or in their behaviour. And generally these people have a frontal dementia so it's affecting the way the person is as an individual. Families say that the personality changes quite markedly and they also say that sometimes the behaviour becomes a little bit more socially unusual. So depending on the type of dementia, depends what signs you're looking for. Are you more likely to develop dementia if you have a history of it in the family? There are some forms of dementia that are genetic in background. In particular, they tend to be dementias that occur in the under 65 age group. Genetic dementias can occur in frontotemporal conditions and also in Alzheimer's disease but generally they're people that have these conditions in their 20s, 30s or 40s, so in the younger age range. If someone's carrying that faulty chromosome, they are more likely to have uh, a 50-50 chance of actually getting dementia of that type um, at a younger age. Over the age of 65, research has indicated that there is a particular protein, apolipoprotein, that can cause some problems for some people and can increase their risk of dementia. But that does not mean to say they will have dementia. It's just increasing their risk. NICE guidance states that people with dementia should be involved with the decisions around their care. How important would you say is this person-centred approach? As a charity, we really support a person-centred approach or an individualised approach. Every person with dementia is different. Even if they have the same dementia as the next person, i.e. Alzheimer's disease, their presentation, their family, their relationships are going to be very, very different. So it's important to understand what makes their life worth living for that individual, what things they enjoy doing, what things they would like to do, and making sure that the plan of care represents that. So we feel that person-centred care is very important indeed. How do... Dementia UK's Admiral Nurses support people with dementia and their families? Admiral Nurses, uh, who are specialist dementia nurses, uh, focus more on families that are facing complexity. And the sorts of things that might cause that would be a rarer dementia diagnosis, it might be having dementia at a younger age, it could be having dementia alongside other physical conditions like heart disease, like diabetes, like Parkinson's disease. It could be the time of, of what we call transition, so when families are making a decision about what sort of care package to bring into the home or whether the person needs to go into longer term accommodation. It could also be families that are facing the difficulty with getting a relative or a loved one to go along to the GP for a diagnosis. 
because frequently people are reluctant to go and get the diagnosis. Sometimes it's because of fear and sometimes it's because they don't realise that there are any changes in them, it's other people that notice them. So we put, support the families right the way from pre-diagnosis until after the death of the person with dementia. So we support the family to get back on their feet again after the caring has ceased. Our guidance states that people with dementia should be supported to choose a range of activities which may help their condition, such as exercise or animal therapy. How does this help with their condition? I guess that one's one that's related to person-centred care. It's about finding out what the person likes to do and enjoys doing. We believe in Dementia UK of looking at the person's strengths rather than looking what they can't do anymore and the things that the person wants to do with their life going onwards. Because getting a diagnosis of dementia doesn't mean to say that life stops at that point. So this, the person has still got a life to live and they should be living that life to the maximum enjoyment for themselves and their family. Before you leave us, Hilda, are there any key messages which you would like to add? The focus of, of keeping uh, everybody aware of what dementia is and, and how to approach people with dementia under the Dementia Friendly Initiatives is excellent. I think we've got a better understanding now of dementia. However, it's still one of the most feared diseases over the age of 40. So people worry about getting dementia, particularly if they've had family experience of that. I think we've still got a long way to go to break down some of the stigma and discrimination that can still occur. Uh, we have instances where people under the age of 65 are let go from employment, so either made redundant or actually uh, told after they get the diagnosis they have to leave the employment, which I think is, is basically against the Disability Act. I think we really ought to be doing a little bit more about that as organisations. On top of that, I think there's the should be about the early recognition of symptoms because frequently people don't realise in the early stages that they have the symptoms of dementia. It's the family that actually highlights that. And some families are reporting to us, they find it difficult to encourage GPs to understand some of the issues they're facing of, with their family. That was Dr Hilda Hale, Chief Admiral Nurse and CEO of Dementia UK. Our next guest on the Nice Talks podcast is Leslie Carter, Clinician Lead at Age UK. Leslie, are we likely to see an increase in the prevalence of dementia in the UK due to an ageing population? Hmm. We know that population is ageing on a scale that really we've never experienced before. There's going to be around 11.6 million older people but there's also 23.6 people who are age 55. So you can imagine in the next 10 years how many that makes. So by 2035, there will be 14.5 million older people, older than 65, and more than a million who's going to be over 90, and quite a few of them are going to make it to 100. So obviously, the older we get, the higher the risk of developing dementia. So the num numbers, we know that numbers are set to rise and there's going to be over 1 million people by 2025. And one in six people over the age of 80 will have cognitive impairment or dementia. Most people who live in care homes have dementia or severe memory problems. But there's also over 42,000 people who have young onset dementia. So it is a big problem and it's going to get bigger. 
But then we positively need to think about things as people are keeping themselves more fit and healthy and as we gain more experience of dementia. You know, living with dementia, living well with dementia, probably can become quite a reality. Are the effects of dementia reversible at all? Well, I'm not sure that they really are. You know, dementia is not a specific disease. It's an overall term that describes lots of symptoms associated with declining memory or other thinking skills, severe enough to reduce a person's ability to perform everyday tasks. So, but we also know that there are other conditions that can cause these symptoms, including some which are reversible. So thinking here about thyroid problems, vitamin deficiencies, and some medications that you take. So keep well and healthy. That will try to keep dementia away. NICE guidelines state that the risks of dementia can be reduced by lifestyle changes in midlife. What kind of changes does this refer to? Well, here at Age UK, we think that keeping well starts in midlife. So midlife is a really important time to start thinking about caring about your health. So if you're not doing so already, it's important to see your GP. If you're worried about health problems, think about feeling depressed, hearing loss, or not getting enough sleep, as all these things can increase your risk of dementia. Take advantage of the free NHS health checks. If your GP invites you, it's like an MOT for the body, you really should go. It's free and it might give you a plan of how to keep yourself healthy and well. We need to be thinking about what we're eating, so eat healthily, you know, keep an eye on our weight, but also think about malnutrition because one in 10 people over 65 are likely to develop preventable malnutrition as they age. And malnutrition is not a good thing to have as you, when you're older. Don't smoke. So if you're smoking, try and stop because think of all those third arteries. It's not just your heart, it's your brain also. We ought to be drinking less alcohol too much alcohol increases your risk of developing dementia. But if you do drink, don't drink it all on one day. Spread it over the week. Be sensible about things. I think one of the most important things is about keeping your mind active. It's likely to reduce your risk of dementia. Regularly challenging yourself, perhaps, with a game, get your brain's ability to learn new things. So that's a really important thing. Think about it, use it or lose it. It's good if you can study for a new qualification, learn to play the piano, play cards, do puzzles, do something every day to keep your brain working. And that goes to talking to people. Talk to people, read a lot, think about what's going on in the world, make yourself very up so that you've got things to talk about with people. Keeping socially active is another really important thing. If you're at home feeling lonely or very low, it's not good for your mental health. So be brave, go out, try and meet people, go to your local Age UK, your local community hub. They'll help you find something to do. Don't stay at home and be lonely and alone. How important would you say is advanced care planning? Well, I think advanced care planning is very important. 
generally, we're all quite reluctant to have that conversation about terminal diagnosis, about death and about dying. Advanced care planning really becomes super important because it encourages all to record our choices about the care and the treatment in the future that we would want, particularly if we lost the capacity to be able to make those decisions or even tell anybody about them. It helps us as families and friends to talk openly and supportively about our future wishes. And of these conversations, they offer support to the person with dementia in their family. Advanced care planning can be really positive to help people feel more comfortable to talk about the, their future living, but also dying. And importantly, as relatives of somebody with severe dementia, it will give you the confidence to speak up as symptoms change because you've had that discussion with that person, you know what they want. So it gives you the confidence in sometimes difficult situations to ask for what that person really wanted. And the advanced care plan can be reviewed and updated as many times as you like as things change. And I think the takeaway message here is that you, as somebody you love with dementia, you can be reassured that you are making sure that the one that you love has their own wishes carried out. What support is available from Age UK? The Age UK do loads of things. They have an advice line. It's a free, confidential national phone service for older people, their families, friends, carers, anybody. And it's open 365 days a year from 8am to 7pm. So if you're feeling lonely or need some practical help and support, need some advice, give them a call. And you can find them on 0800-678-1602. Age UK offers local community-based support services for people living with dementia. Sometimes it's a support service for carers. So as a carer, you can take your person with dementia to go to um, have a coffee and chat, and you can go to another room and talk with other carers. On other occasions, it's for people with dementia. They can go for the day, there's things to do, there's things that can stimulate them. We do face-to-face -face befriending, so some local age UKs will pair up people like a buddy system and it's somebody else who will come and talk to that person who has dementia perhaps take them out go to the cinema go for a walk whatever they'd like to do and it may give the relative carer some respite so you know you need to really be thinking about that i'm really hoping that society will continue to learn and develop services and places and communities for people with dementia I'm really hoping that health and care will get together and take a whole pathway approach. And that means looking at care coordination in the community, making sure that there's services ready and practical for people with dementia and their families. In hospital settings, that there's good acute care, there's community hospitals and specialist dementia units, so that whatever stage of dementia you're at and you need some kind of hospital care, you can go there. And importantly, that we have a good programme, high standard palliative care and end of life plan. And um, yeah, I'm really thinking that in the next few years that that's going to be developed 
and that hopefully we will support people with dementia and their carers a little better than we are now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nice Talks podcast. We hope you found the information useful and remember to speak to your GP if you have any concerns whatsoever about any of the issues surrounding dementia. If you've enjoyed the episode, please remember to click subscribe to keep up to date with our monthly podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram with the handle at NiceComs. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.